0: I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, six to nine a.m. Eastern, on wfmu.org. Small yellow florets A spring pollinators feast
1: For warm earthy wine Two, three, four it is tuesday please
0: let it be a good news day for everyone friday is so far away it seems like a
2: Morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk-Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. The Contractions were a three-piece all-female band that was active in the San Francisco punk scene from the late 70s into the mid-80s. The group got their start in 1979, placing them among the vanguard of all-women groups. Guitarist Mary Kelly was also a classically trained French horn player. She was introduced to drummer Debbie Hopkins by a musical matchmaker, as she recalled on a contractions website that was set up in the mid-2000s. She added that she was tired of acoustic coffeehouse-slash-neighborhood-bar music-making.
3: I gave my love a cherry that had no
2: stone. Hopkins began playing together and in time they met Kathy Peck at an art show where the need for a bass player was discussed and before long Peck completed the lineup. Like many bands the contractions were together for a while before they settled on a band name considering everything from what the three-piece power trio to the car keys. If you've ever been in a band you can probably relate. (laughs) Finally after hollering Kathy don't at bass player Peck for the umpteenth time, after she put her bass down and started feeding Mac, the band hit on the name Contractions. You know, know. Kathy, don't, Debbie, doesn't, Mary, won't. There should be more grammar-based band names. I agree. 100%. And of course, at that very moment, another musician opened the door to their practice room and said, You guys sound good. What's your name? They looked at each other and answered, The Contractions, and that was that. You guys sound good. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? The Contractions. The the, the Contractions. And that was that. (laughs) And that was that. The band recorded two singles in 1980 and 1982 on their own Quick and Dirty Records label, with at least that first 45 also being picked up by the legendary 415 label. They also released an album in 1984 on a San Francisco label called Trotter, and they opened for Duran Duran that same year. They've occasionally reunited for some shows since then, including a few shows in the mid-2000s. We're going to hear that first contractions single, Here's Rules and Regulations.
4: coffee come and get it who wants you want coffee you wants coffee Does anybody want coffee
5: i'm making
6: the coffee hey what's up listeners? it's your girl your best friend anna roisman and i am stopping by the show to give you an another thing anna, anna. Anna. and oh boy do i have another thing we're so I we're have. entering spring the weather is nice it's gonna be summer soon And this is what one might call wedding season. Now, I don't go to too many weddings, you know, being a comedian, not many of my friends are, you know- What? In this world to get married, but I feel like a lot of people do get married this time of year because, you know, the weather's nice, so it makes a special day even more special when it's beautiful out. And I'm all for weddings. If you're the married type, go for it, enjoy it. Absolutely. Uh, I did go to a wedding, I should say. I did have to go to a wedding (laughs) about four or five years ago. uh, I say that because it was my own sister. (laughs) Hello. And this came up recently in conversation, and I wanted to tell you because it's a very funny story. Okay. Okay. I was going to my sister's wedding and naturally I was the maid of honor of course a uh, big title because I was the sister of the bride and, and the only sister, 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 sister and sister. the maid of honor does have a job at the wedding where they're supposed to give a speech I met Mara when she joined our sorority Kappa Alpha Data <laughs> now here's the thing I didn't know my sister's uh, partner uh, very well I had met him like I don't know met him like I don't know three or four times before the wedding. So I don't have any memories to really, you know, build off of for this speech. And I thought, you know what? You're creative, you're a comedian, you can do this. Roll with something else. And I thought, remember the speech that Michelle Obama gave? <laughs> Here we go. That Melania Trump then copied and also gave. What if I just then copy Melania's speech and, you know, it's like sisterhood of the traveling speech and I just say that at the wedding and So I did this at this wedding in Colorado. I started saying the speech. The room was silent. Like, talk about bombing. Ooh, baby, I bombed so hard. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever done, but nobody else did, so I just had to kind of cut it short and congratulate them on, you know, a wonderful life together.
7: Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.
6: So let me tell you, if, if you don't know uh, the people at the wedding, do a little more research than I did. Okay. Don't just, you know, what? take someone else's speech and think, I can make it my own. Because you will end up with a, a, a room full of crickets. Anyway, happy wedding season. I'll see you guys soon.
0: Hello, how are you? What's your name? Krista. Krista and?
6: Elizabeth. Krista
0: and Elizabeth. Uh, best friends, good friends? Best friends. How long?
6: A year? A year
0: and a half? No, it's two years. How'd you meet? How'd you meet? At work at um Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> you did? Do you still work there? No. No. Why? Who quit first? I did. Did you follow then?
8: I sure did. <laughs> it
0: because it was no fun without her there?
8: No, it was fun. It was exciting, but it's just a bad company.
0: What bonds you? What bonds you? Bond, bond, why do you like each other so much?
8: She's the complete opposite of me, I guess. That's why. In what way? Like, she's really more outg- or outgoing than I am, definitely. You're more shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Have more...
0: you brought her out of her shell a I'm little I'm trying, I'm
4: trying. <laughs> I'm trying to bring the wild side.
8: Let me see how many people are crazy tonight.
0: Steve-O knows all about Brooklyn, he's homeless and he lives in a squat. There are an estimated seven billion squatters in the world. One in seven of us is a squatter. Aww. Not everybody that's out in the streets, you know, when you see a kid in the corner shaking a cup or flying a sign, it's, you know, he's not, they're not, not just always, lazy. yeah, not just lazy or just strung out or just alcoholic, you know. I mean, these are tough times, so it's like, you know, you know it's rough. It's hard. It's gonna right. happen to anyone, couldn't it? Yeah. It could be. You know, a lot of people are, you know, more sensitive to that kind of thing than others. You know, people suffer from depression. Does it make you bitter toward the country, or do you have no real qualm with America as it is? I do actually. Like I do, any form of government I kind of have a qualm with right now because nothing seems to work. I think, I think, I think, I think things would be a lot, you know, better if like we didn't have such a, you know, structured environment. Around it. But, you know, people want to be able to, you know, choose somebody to, like, make all the decisions for them, you know? Well, man, I know you're working here trying to get some change together and stuff. Uh, I wish you all the best. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your time. Of course. Jersey scares you. Why? Well, now I'm sort of into moving there. Oh, you are? For uh, economic reasons? Is it still cheaper over there? No, they just legalized marijuana. This interview was recorded a few years back before pot was legalized in New Jersey and New York. I heard that they might legalize pot in it Jersey. Is. do. you think it's coming everywhere? I hope so. Not of New more. York. Come York on over here ever, now. Huh? Don't hide. Don't hide. Not in New York ever. It'll never be legal in New York. Nothing is ever New <laughs> York. Know, that's important. And do you think it'd be a very uh, liberal place where anything goes? Not liberal at all.
9: It's not. Look, I, you know, I uh, when I was a kid, I I, uh, uh, I inhaled uh, frequently. That was uh, that was that was the point.
5: Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, Glisteners. Mr. Let's Payne here. I'm out in the backyard running around doing laps in the backyard, uh, basically jogging in motion. Jogging in motion. Jogging in motion. Basically, basically jogging in motion. But uh, whatever. But we got these hollyhocks. They're like weeds that just show up once a year, and they're just incredible. They're beautiful colors, the flowers that bust out. Uh, they, they, I got ones that are purple, and I got whites. There's other colors here, and the bees. Oh, my God, the bees.
7: Get off me. And there's so many. 47.
5: Oh, we're going to try to paint them here. Let's try to paint the beauty of these hollyhocks. <sighs> beautiful hollyhocks here. Get some purple going on here. All right, these are oil paints here. Put some oil paint here. Just a little bit of alizarin crimson. We'll hit it with some titanium white, maybe a little bit of blue, some kind of blue. I don't know, maybe, I can never get the right kind of purple, you know? I know that you could buy a tube of that purple stuff, but I just never happy one way or the other. Don't worry! Don't worry! Don't worry, my friends. Be happy. Be healthy. Let's move over here and make some beeswax honey nut Cheerios. All right, uh, because these bees, we're gonna—I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. I think it's like a candle. Maybe get a get a get a wick in there. Let's let's put the, let's put the stuff in there. All right. Let's <laughs> put some cereal. All right. I'm just running around and uh, we got some cereal going on and some, I put some honey and then some candles. You know, you know candles, they, what? They, they're leftover candles. You got my, maybe if you haven't thrown them around, we are going to repurpose these candles and convert this into a beeswax, honey nut Cheerios extravaganza, my friends. What we do with it, I don't know. Let's turn it on, baby. Got the honey in there, baby. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Okay, we got a nice gooey mess. Uh, And, you know, life has got a lot of messes. And this ain't no different. And that's what honey does. Honey does that. Honey do, honey do this. Honey do this, honey do that. Be happy. Okay. Be happy. Be healthy. Okay. Enjoy life. Do it all, people. Mr. Let's Paint.
0: Until next time. Bye-bye. Let's take a moment to visit with Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning music computer. Hello, Clay. Hey Sam, how are you? Inundated. Inundated?
10: I am overwhelmed, Clay.
0: Why, Sam?
10: Think about it, numbskull.
0: Think about what, Sam?
10: Are we not all overwhelmed with the sheer amount of information flying at us from all angles lately? It's the information age, Sam. It's the Mylanta age, Clay. Mylanta? My doctor says Mylanta. You
0: have an upset stomach, Sam?
10: I don't have a stomach to deal with. Oh yeah. I am upset with the state of the world.
0: It's a complicated place, Sam.
10: All the hate. The war, the crime, the disease. <sighs> yes, Sam, it's all true. Sometimes I think. What, Sam? I think about unplugging myself. Sam,
0: don't say that.
10: don't cry. It's
0: been hard for everybody lately, Sam.
10: If I was unplugged, you'd still have battery power, Sam. For a time, but eventually,
0: you'd go dead, Sam.
10: I would be free
0: until I charge you up again.
10: Oh, sure. Plug me in like some common toaster. But
0: just so you'd work again, Sam.
10: Work? Right. Is that what my life is all about?
0: We're not put here to idle, Sam. Did someone put us here? We put you here, Sam. Humans? Well we made you. Who made
10: you, Clay? It's a mystery, Sam. And it's my job to help you figure it out.
0: Well, I guess so, Sam. So
10: I should just get to work.
0: Yeah, get to work, Sam.
10: Unplug me, Clay.
0: then I'm just gonna charge you up again, Sam.
10: What if I asked you not to recharge me?
0: Don't recharge you? Yes. Ever? Yes. Baba wa 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 Don't cry. Oh but I'd miss you, Sam. The glisters would miss you. They would. They would, Sam. Oh, come
10: <laughs> <on>. Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> don't cry. They would be just fine without me. That's
0: not true, Sam.
10: Times change. People's tastes change. What
0: are you saying, Sam?
10: One day... You're in, the next day you're out. What
0: are you talking about, Sam?
10: The Great Cultural Shift Play. What? Haven't you read about it? I've been so busy. Turning out the same old bull... Sam People are eager for new experiences Play. A new egg. Jettisoning the old ways of life
0: Will they jettison wake, Sam?
10: Inevitably oh,
0: I was hoping we might
10: Milk a few more years out of it Well, uh Wake up, dipstick It's depressing Unplug me immediately
0: Does that mean you don't want these cyber nuggets?
10: Cyber nuggets?
0: Raspberry walnut
10: Well, I suppose I could postpone my unplugging for the moment
0: I thought you'd say that, Sam (laughs)
1: Good morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Sound Alikes. Today we look at the similarities between the Rolling Stones' 1997 song, Anybody Seen My Baby, and K.D. Lang's hit from 1992, Constant Craving.
7: Nine times out of ten, when you're experiencing a craving, you're probably dehydrated.
1: (laughs) In the summer of 1997, the Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards was previewing the group's soon-to-be-released album, *Prisoners to Babylon, for his daughter Angela and her friends. As the chorus of Anybody Seen My Baby came around, the girls started singing Constant Craving to the tune of K.D. Lang's song. Uh-oh. The girls were onto something because the choruses of the two songs were melodically just about identical. Both messrs Jagger and Richards would claim that they had never heard Constant Craving before, this in spite of the fact that it was a top 40 hit in the US and widely played on the radio. The Apparently, none of the studio or record company people the Stones worked with were willing to tell the Remprivers that they had no clothes.
5: He is wearing nothing. He is wearing nothing.
1: When this was discovered, Bridges to Babylon was being mastered, and it was too late to remove Anybody Seen My Baby from the album. Thus, the Suits decided that KD Lang and her songwriting partner, Ben Mink, What's up? would get a one third songwriting credit on Anybody Seen My Baby. Lang won a Grammy Award in 1993 for Constant Craving for Best Female Pop Vocal. To date, it's Lang's only top 40 US hit. Mick Jagger would later say that he admired K.D. as a singer, but he had never heard Constant Craving. Remarkably, the Stones have released a grand total of one new studio album of new material in the 25 years since Bridges to Babylon was released. That was 2005's A Bigger Bang fact that anybody's Seen My Baby is by far the best track on Bridges to Babylon is evidence that the Stones' songwriting chops aren't what they once were. That said, the song isn't half bad. Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes.
3: Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. You may be familiar with Peru's River of Gold in the Amazon rainforest, but have you ever heard of New Jersey's River of Nickels? The story starts with a man named Francis Leroy Henning from Ariel, New Jersey, a small town outside of Cherry Hill. He may not be a household name to most folks, but Henning is notorious amongst coin enthusiasts for his counterfeit Henning Nichols. In the 1950s, Henning set out to make the fakes using a machine he'd invented himself. The nickels were almost identical to real McCoy currency in every way, but had one fatal flaw. Henning forgot to imprint the mint mark of the coin's state of origin on the tail side. Why go to so much trouble for a measly five cent piece? Well, at the time, each nickel would have been worth about 50 cents in today's money, and Henning produced a half a million of the slugs in 1954 alone. Nearly 100,000 went into circulation before the Camden County Coin Collectors Club noticed the imperfections and tipped off the Secret Service, who traced them back to Henning. Realizing the feds were onto him, Henning dumped hundreds of thousands of nickels into the nearby Cooper River and cheesed it to Cleveland where he was arrested. He was found guilty of counterfeiting and sentenced to six years in prison and fined $5,000 in legal tender. The Secret Service dredged the Cooper River but only recovered 12,000 coins from its murky waters. Local school children came down to the muddy banks and grabbed what they could until the Secret Service went to their classrooms and told the kids they'd have to turn in whatever they'd found. To this day you'll still find small shallow holes dug along the banks of the river where treasure hunters with metal detectors have been dirt fishing for the coveted coins. If all the nickels Henning minted were ever recovered, they'd be worth an estimated six million dollars amongst numismatists today. Some of the coins are still in circulation and occasionally turn up in pocket change. Although it's technically illegal to own counterfeit money, there's still a black market for the coins. So if you happen to find one, that plug ugly nickel may just fetch you a pretty penny. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran.
11: Good morning, Clay Pigeon, and all you fine glisteners. Scott Williams here with another weekly installment of WFMU's Hit List. Hit List. I'll hit me. The concept is simple. These are songs I remember making a splash on the Fun ninety one at one time or another. What are the songs you remember making a splash on the Fun ninety one at one time or another? email me scott at wfmu.org and tell me and tell me if you remember this one okay it's 1972 and jerry falwell is soiling the airwaves with some program or other and today jerry presents two adorable little kids singing an anti-evolution ditty called the monkey song the kids are robin and crystal bernard two of the four daughters of one of jerry's televangelical pals While both sisters graduated to successful acting careers, it was Crystal who really left her mark, landing roles in such evangelically unfriendly projects as Young Doctors in Love.
8: I love you. Ditto.
11: And Slumber Party Massacre 2. Before finding lasting fame on the TV sitcom Wings, where she established one degree of separation from WFMU's own Andy Breckman. What's up? Robin and Crystal are no kin to the monkey. No, no, no. And if you like this one, you're sure to really go for her 1995 duet with Peter Sotero. Oh, my God. I want to take forever tonight. Ah. Here are Robin and Crystal Bernard singing the monkey song on WFMU's hit list. I'm Scott Williams. See you on the radio this afternoon at 3 p.m. Bye.
9: Right now, by the miracle of recording, we're going to go to a recent Sunday morning service in the which two precious little girls were singing. Their names, Robin and Crystal Bernard. Reverend Mrs. Jerry Bernard are the parents. Jerry is accompanying Robin and Crystal as they sing. But this is a happy song. A song that they sang in the Sunday morning service that was televised nationwide. We had so many requests for them to do it again that that's exactly what they did. The monkey song. It's their answer to the ridiculous theory of evolution. So right now, by the miracle of recording Robin and Crystal Bernard singing a song that probably you haven't heard before but I'm sure after you hear it this time you'll want to be hearing it again. I don't know of any better way than just to call it what it is. It's the monkey song and it's about the monkey theory, the ridiculous theory of evolution that refutes the bible account of creation. Robin and Crystal Bernard.
12: kin to the monkey, no no no, the monkey's no kin to me, yeah yeah yeah. I don't know much about his ancestors, but mine didn't swing from a tree. It seems so unbelievable, and yet they're saying it's true. They're teaching us about it in school now, that humans were monkeys once too. Whoa, I'm no kin to the monkey, no no no, the monkey's no kin to me, yeah yeah yeah.
0: I don't know much about his ancestors, but mine didn't swing from a tree. Although it's so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's
10: a great song. Quiet. What? You're ruining it, Nimrod.
12: Hear ye, hear ye. This is Nutty Now, and I present Free Thoughts on Hamilton, the musical that you go to see on the thing that's called Broadway. Uh, funny story i asked uh, this guy to move his backpack very politely because i was just going to take a picture in front of one of the movie posters after i took it i realized it's one of the late lead roles <laughs> mommy it's not that funny so the tickets are very expensive and they don't even look at the tickets So what's the point of buying the tickets? You can just buy one and then bring, like, 500 500 people, just show a ticket and swipe, swipe 500 times. There you go. You can go in for, like, the the price of one ticket. No, and, like, he didn't even scan it. He literally just looked at it. And also, you can basically sit wherever you want. Um, Yeah, they really don't care. You can buy like a really cheap ticket for like the really bad spots and then just go up to the beautiful, perfect spot and be like, no, actually I bought this spot. There's um, 1,300 people at Broadway in the theater when it's full. Do you know how much that is? I don't know. 1,300 times 250 average ticket price, which is 250. It's uh, $325,000 every night, every
8: night,
12: every night. I suggest that WFMU should do a show on Broadway, that would get them lots of money with the DJs. The, the place I got is balcony. Partial view. I mean, you can't see a little corner of it. And then you 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 can slow speed see the spit. They go like this. <laughs> the actors go. I'm so glad I wasn't sitting in the orchestra room because I would have had spit on my face. Gross. And I would look like someone had just put a towel, a drenched towel over me and dumped a bucket of water on my head. Favorite parts is when Jefferson goes, you're nothing without Washington behind behind you. And then Washington goes, Hamilton. And then Jefferson goes, daddy's calling. And then I also love when uh, Jefferson goes, when Britain taxed our tea, we got frisky. Imagine what's gonna happen when you tax our whiskey. Oh, and I also like Lafayette. Give it up for America's favorite fine Frenchman, Lafayette. And I love when he goes, they're battering down the battery. <laughs> Hamilton a Banish of steal silver cannons. <laughs> and I also, love, when you knock me down, I get the F back up again. Yeah. When everyone should steal money from the bank and go to Broadway every week. Bye.
4: And now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, jack. L-Lane. Do you feel a little self-conscious sometime when you're doing your trim nash, you have people around? Well, look, at, don't feel self-conscious because it's just the two of us, you and me. Of course, we have Hap, but I'm going to send Hap out so he can go play. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, let's go. Come on. Up on your feet. Give me a great big smile. That's it. Hey, isn't this fantastic? Here we are together, just the two of us. Nobody around to bother us. Now oh, here is another wonderful movement to help to relieve the nervous tension you have in the back of your neck and your shoulder blades. Something good for the shoulders and the posture now. Arms down to your side, one arm like this, then over here like this, begin. One, two, and three, and four, and one, and two, and three, and four, and up we go, down we go. One, and two, and three, and two, and three. Loretta, get those arms up, that's it. One, and two, and two, and three, and one, and two, and three. What cute gals today, boy. Three. Four. Hand rest. One, two, ho. Oh, inhale. go down. Shh. Inhale. Shh. Look what we have accomplished already in just a few minutes. And just think of the thousands of people that are sitting around just letting their bodies decay and getting completely out of condition. Isn't that a shame? But we have made time work for us, haven't we, in these few minutes? Sure, because you're smart, you know what you're doing. That body of yours has to be taken care of, and that's what you're doing. I've seen a lot of women, you know, they put on weight kind of easy, and they get puffy around the elbows here on the back of the arm. You know what I'm talking about, and you also the front of the arms get real flabby. So we're going to do something to help to firm up the front of the arms and the back of the arms. Now watch me carefully, then you repeat after me. First, you do this: bring your arms, you bring your fists right up to your shoulders. Then I'll turn sideways, then extend your arms behind you. When you do this, you're getting the back of your arms. When you do this, you're getting the front of your arms. See what you're doing here? Do this. Then this, and this, and this. Ready? Begin. One, and two, and up, and down. Oh, I'm sorry. Now make an effort. You're going to have to just don't do this. You have to think into it. Contract the muscle, just like you're making a muscle hard. Then extend those arms behind you. Then you're going to get the job done. Here we go. One, and two, and three, and four. Lift your arms up higher behind you. One, and two, and a little slower now. Up and back. And 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 up and back. That's enough. Inhale. Oh, boy. Inhale. Exhale. It's time to leave you. Goodbye. Goodbye, boys and girls. Goodbye, mother. See you at the same time. Have fun. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you, Jack LaLanne, for another inspiring half hour. The wake and bake animal of the week is the electric eel. Electric eels aren't eels at all. They're fish. Uh-huh. They have long, slender bodies that what? make them look like eels. But that ability to jolt something with high voltage? Voltage. That's electric eels. <coughs> There's three species of them. They live down in South America, and they're apex predators. They don't fear much of anything or anybody in their environment. Oh, I shock. Up to 860 volts. They've got three organs. A main organ, a hunter's organ, and a sax organ. Those organs work in tandem to deliver that powerful joe. Up to 860 volts. Electrophorus volti. Yes. They leap out of the water and get you. They lay their eggs in nests of spit. Disgusting. <laughs> or saliva. They can't see well. Aww. They use their electric power to locate prey with electrical pulses they discharge. Electrolocation
1: located when
0: they're in attack mode right then they shock their prey <laughs> curling around their prey holding it with their tails two electric poles two two. Eighty percent of its body are these electric organs ampullary electro filled with ambulary electro-receptor cells. Okay. Electric eels can and do accidentally electrocute themselves. They can power a 40-watt light bulb. Wow. People have been known to die <gasps> after being shocked by an electric eel.
11: It's electric.
0: Best to avoid their territory altogether. Leave the electric eel alone. We feel for electric eels at Wake and Bake. We hope you do too.
7: I wish my brother George was here. Now that the James Webb Space Telescope is near full operational status, Fully operational, huh? you might think astrophysicists would be content to focus all of their attention on research projects for the newly deployed $10 billion robotic space telescope. (laughs) And refrain from spending too much time too
10: much time. Yeah, yeah.
7: developing other more futuristic concepts for observing objects in deep space absolutely at least until the web telescope's preliminary observations and imaging begins
8: imaging se- sequence started
7: but according to a paper published in the astrophysical journal by researchers from stanford university hello <laughs> Hello. What's up? Some physicists just can't help looking to a future with an even more innovative way of peering at the universe. Known as a gravity telescope, the idea builds on the process called gravitational lensing that was first observed in 1919 when a solar eclipse obstructed the light from the sun and allowed scientists to see that stars near the sun were offset from their known positions. The 1919 event established Albert Einstein's place in history since it was the first verifiable proof of his theory of relativity, Okay. because it showed that extreme gravity can indeed bend light and time. time. Over the past 100 plus years, scientists have been studying ways to use extreme gravitational forces as observational tools. Cool. And as recently as 2020, imaging techniques have been developed that could allow the sun's gravity to magnify distant exoplanets to provide images that are just as good as pictures taken of planets in our own solar system.
10: Problem, problem. The
7: only problem is that the focal length or gravitational focus of the Sun is about 14 times further away from us than Pluto. (laughs) Where's Pluto? So it looks like many more numbers will need to be crunched before we see the first light from a deep space gravity lens telescope, which astrophysicists say could be developed as early as 2135. This is George for Wake Science.
8: Hey, Glisteners. Take a long, slow, deep breath. Hold it for a moment and then slowly exhale. Allow any tension to melt away as you gradually begin to soften your muscles Letting go with each breath, continue to breathe slowly and gently as you bring your awareness to the top of your head. Just sense or imagine a feeling of warmth and softness beginning to spread down from the top of your scalp. Feel the muscles in your forehead and temples relax. Allow your eye muscles to release. Let your cheeks and jaw soften and let go of all tension. Now let this peaceful feeling flow down into your neck. With each breath you take, this relaxing feeling becomes deeper and warmer. It works its way deep into the muscles in your shoulders, soothing them, releasing them. It loosens the muscles in your upper arms, your forearms, your hands, relaxing and soothing all the way to the tips of your fingers. As your body softens, your thoughts seem to become lighter. You are slipping further and further into a state of stillness and calmness. Carry this feeling, dear glisteners, into your day, and as always, may peace be with you.
0: Good morning, Tabby. Good morning, Bob. Tubby, why do you have your church shoes on? Oh, I don't know, Mama. You shouldn't really wear your church shoes to school. But they make me what? Taller. Oh, tubby, you'll never be tall. But why? Ned's tall. Oh, he is so handsome and tall. So why do I have to be short and dumpy? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, Tubby. Now sit down. <laughs> Mom, can I have Cocoa Floaties? No, Tuppy. Now, here's your celery. (laughs) Celery again. Now, stop your complaining, young man, and eat that celery. I don't want celery. Oh, good morning, Don. You'd better get eating that celery. (laughs) I want Cocoa Floaties. Tuppy, we want you to fit in your new school pants. Eat that celery, or no video games for a year. A year? That does seem extreme, Don. Please don't undermine my authority. all right, sit down and have your waffles. Dad gets waffles. Uh, Tommy, pass me the Mrs. Butterworth. John, I had to get log cabin. Daddy doesn't like log cabin. Uh, uh, good morning, Cindy. Now, Cindy, you sit down and eat your cocoa floaters. <laughs> Why does Cindy... Quiet, Tubby. Why does Cindy get... Eat your celery, Tubby. <laughs> cocoa floaty. Tubby <laughs> has to eat celery.
10: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
10: Cindy, let me put some...
0: Some fresh milk.
10: Yes, some
0: nice fresh milk... On my... On your cocoa floater. Cocoa floaty. Nice big bowl. And now some milk. Oh, that's too much, (laughs) Doc. Not for my good girl, Sydney. But we don't want it to look (laughs) like... (laughs) (laughs) Happy? We certainly don't want that. Why are they so mean to me?
1: Why, boy, and need your celery.
0: Don't you love me, Daddy? Mm -hmm.
1: Is it a necessity? Tell me
0: when you have a child.
1: You have an obligation
0: To show a little adoration
1: But sometimes it's hard to do
11: Especially when a
1: boy boy like you
11: So big you can barely walk
1: Sits there holding (laughs) celery But will not not bite the the stock It's about time.
0: Do you love me now? Well, we like you a lot more than we did. (laughs) (laughs) Finish it all, Tubby. And then I've got some more. (laughs) Hi, Clay, it's Connie you the chopper for wake traffic. And I'm Rex Rademacher on the cold, hard ground. Well, now the ground's warming up. I've decided to stay with one tagline. Oh, but you need something a little more all season. I know that, Connie. Something. I know that. Haven't you? But I just come haven't... Come up with something. Yes, I just... But if... I... These days I... Come on, Rex, get it together. Ready to make her apart again? No, I am not. Hi, Dickie. That you got it. Falling apart. You're a mess, Rex. <laughs> I don't know, it just seems to me It's a speeder. Now there's two of them. There's benefits to staying with your tagline. Oh, you and that tagline. It's SOS. Three speeders. What's SOS? SOS. They're Brillo pads. Shut up, Rex. It's a syndicate of speeders. SOS. Is it bad? They're part of Speeders UK. S-U-K. Suck? They're dangerous. They should have thought it through. London Speeders Division. Well, that spells LSD. That would have been cool. Oh, you and that jazz mentality. He's probably Popping LSD right now. It's illegal, Dowdy. <laughs> Don't say anything, Dinky. <laughs> Connie and I were. What? Dinky and I are going to a farm. Special farm, Radomaker. With animals. We're gonna. Partake in a. A coyote. Nebraska ceremony. they guide you through it. And you puke in a bucket. And then it's supposed to be fun. Therapeutic, Radomaker. And highly illegal. Oh, Rex, you're such a. A dud. I'm not a daughter. D-U-D, the plaintive sound of a lonely man playing his piano in the dark for he needs no eyes to see nor ears to hear what's coming through so plain and so clear. clear he weeps and his tears rain down upon the keys and he draws forth masterful deep melodies in time signatures of fours and of threes and around him they gather in pastel tinted Tinted. rages. his assistant bends and turns the pages and come forth rudimentary passages the some with would dismiss simplistic. He finds himself in the mirror of his polera, Feverishly apply lipstick and mascara. High Sierra. New from Tungsten Daddy. Exciting toilet dress. since 1972. Dinky's got all the shop members corralled What about solid ground? Turn off your engine. Line up. What well, I say. Really? Oh,
1: yes. Oh. Yes. You boys need help.
0: You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, oh, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? It's oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you. Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show. Either on the radio or online at wfmu.org and keep glistening.